You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do the people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Global Business News, 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio, this is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet, the Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ, all trading lower on this Thursday, and we are brought to you by BNY Mellon. Proudly introducing Asset Strategy View, a game changer for asset managers and asset owners. Visit bnymelon.com to learn about Asset Strategy View. Stocks pairing a decline, banks and energy producers trimming losses. S&P 500 index, though, slipping from a 10-month high. Right now, down five points, dropping three-tenths of one percent to 21.13. Dow Industrials down 33 points, a drop of two-tenths of one percent. NASDAQ down 20, a drop of Four tenths of one percent. Tenure up nine thirty seconds. The yield there one point six six percent. Gold up ten thirty the ounce to twelve seventy two. A gain of eight tenths of one percent. And crude falling sixty one cents fifty sixty three a barrel. A drop there of one point two percent. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. You're listening to Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. President Obama has formally endorsed Hillary Clinton and implored Democrats to come together in order to elect her after a bruising primary battle. He says that the stakes of the election were too high to allow party divisions to stand in the way of defeating Donald J. Trump. Here to tell us more is Craig Gordon, managing editor for Bloomberg News in Washington, D.C. Craig, tell us the feeling right now in Washington and all of the information you have about this endorsement. Absolutely. I mean, right now, there is definitely a sense that the Bernie Sanders campaign is seeing its twilight. Um, The uh, president uh, invited Bernie Sanders or had Bernie Sanders over to the White House. We're told Bernie Sanders asked for the meeting. It's clear they had a sort of respectful discussion, but it also sounds like President Barack Obama said to Bernie Sanders, I'm going to endorse Hillary Clinton today. So you've had your meeting. You've had now a phone call on Sunday, a meeting today. Uh, It's time to move forward, and Hillary's about to get my endorsement. Um, So Bernie Sanders came out and said he'll continue campaigning through Tuesday's primary in D.C., but it's pretty much over at this point. Yeah, and probably a foregone conclusion because we knew that the president was meeting with Bernie Sanders. We know that he had talked to him on the phone over the weekend. Uh, One thing Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders have in common to a certain extent is, uh, at least during the campaign months, a crusade against Wall Street. 
is it significant that one of the first things we learn as the president endorses Hillary Clinton now uh, that uh, she is going to consult with Elizabeth Warren on Wall Street, Elizabeth Warren, who has been very tough on Wall Street and would probably like to see even stricter rules applied? Yeah, I mean, at one level, that is not a huge surprise. Um, right now, Hillary Clinton's job is, even before she has to turn to the task of beating Donald Trump in November, she has to get a lot of those Bernie Sanders supporters on board with her. There's still a lot of sore feelings uh, in in the Sanders camp and in the Sanders campaign and the Sanders supporters toward Hillary. It was, it was actually a, a sort of, a, I would say, a bitter fight. Um, Bernie Sanders did not go quietly. He decided to stay until the end. He still does not think, I think, to this day, based on his comments at the White House, that Hillary is fully embracing the issues that he's brought to the table, whether it's income inequality or health care for all, college you know, paid for by the government, and he is trying to keep that voice going. So a lot of his people came with him because they did not really you know, believe in Hillary Clinton or want to support Hillary Clinton. So first and foremost, she has to say to them, look, I'm, I'm with you. I'll do for you what Bernie Sanders would have done. No better way to say that than to talk up uh, Elizabeth Warren on a day like today. In a lot of ways, a lot of those Bernie Sanders voters had hoped Elizabeth Warren, uh, the senator from Massachusetts, would be the one running. She didn't. He did. So they had to back Bernie. I'm not. I don't mean to make light of it. It's very possible that Hillary Clinton is going to talk very seriously with Elizabeth Warren, possibly even a cabinet post. There's a lot of rumors in D.C. You know, who knows? Maybe a, a Clinton-Warren ticket, president, vice president, not just one woman on the ticket historically, but two. I'm not sure we're going to see that go quite that far. But it's a good day for Hillary Clinton to be talking about Elizabeth Warren as Bernie Sanders supporters are looking for some place to go with their votes. Craig, one thing that is not a rumor is that Hillary Clinton as the standard bearer of the Democrat Party and endorsed by the president, is the first woman to hold that role. Is there a sense of the historic quality? I will tell you, it's actually funny. As reporters who cover this, and we've been covering this since uh, all the way back in uh, the first week in February in Iowa, it is occasionally easy to forget. You know, you're so busy in the in the here and now. You're so busy with the who's up, who's down, what's happening today, that uh, on Tuesday night we had to have a little huddle in our newsroom uh, there in New York a little bit to be like, hey, let's remember, this is actually kind of a big night. We're actually witnessing some history here. I'm not saying we're pro Hillary Clinton or anything. We're just saying, undisputably, as you say, indisputably, as you say, there's there's some history being made here. It's easy to sort of forget forget that. I think Hillary Clinton is going to spend a lot of time making sure we don't forget that. I was struck by how much she talked about the historic milestone she achieved on, on Tuesday night of becoming the first major party nominee who was a woman, and I think she's going to talk about that quite a lot on the trail. In 2008, she really almost never talked about it. In 2016, she's talking about it a lot. She needs those women voters to come out and support her to beat Donald Trump, a huge part of her base. She needs to get him fired up, and she's trying. And, of course, what many people have pointed out is that uh, sometimes with women, if you're, if you're going to find a weak spot, she's stronger with older women and maybe not as strong with millennials, right? And and maybe it's you kind of wonder then, because we had Margaret Taleb on the show yesterday, your colleague who covers the White yeah. House for Bloomberg News, and she pointed out, well, you know, but Hillary's been first lady. She's been, you know, the... The, the head of the, the State Department. So maybe that's another reason why it doesn't feel quite as like, oh, wow, there's a woman up there. But I wonder if, if this, this issue for younger women is they're kind of more used to women being in positions of power. I totally agree. Um, I mean, look, you have Janet Yellen runs the Federal Reserve. Angela Merkel runs Germany. Christine Lagarde runs the IMF. Uh, you know, going even Margaret Thatcher ran the, you know, the UK for a while. It, it is, it is, 
while it is an enormous historical milestone inside the United States, around the rest of the world, they could fairly say, hey, what are you folks been waiting for over there? <laughs> you know, come and join the party. So I do, you know, I've, I've always reluctant to talk, you know, go too far down the roads of what's in the mind of 24-year-old women, but I could see them saying, you know, yeah, she was the first lady, then she was the senator, then she was the secretary of state. This doesn't seem like quite as big a milestone, but I think for a certain, there's a certain generational split in some of our polling. It was women under 40 were less impressed, women over 40 were more impressed. There is a historical split there or a generational split there. I think Hillary's going to try to talk to both halves of that split and and try to get them on board with her campaign. Quick final question. Do you really think she'd pick a women, woman to be the vice president? I mean, she's a woman. Do you need two on the ticket? <laughs> Do you need to? I don't know if you need to. Uh, look, all I'll say about this is that there is a there is a little bit of historical precedent. Bill Clinton uh, was, was much remarked about when he picked Al Gore, another Southern younger politician, to be on his ticket. He won the White House that way. It's not such a crazy idea. It's in a year that we've seen all kinds of things we would never have expected. We shall see. Craig Gordon, thank you so very much for joining us, part of our Bloomberg Politics team in Washington, D.C. We're going to talk later with Megan Murphy, uh, his colleague in Washington as well, uh, Bloomberg's Washington bureau chief, about the latest on the campaign trail. This is Taking Stock on Bloomberg Radio. Coming up on Taking Stock, a bet for 2016. How about joining George Soros in buying some gold? It's up 20% this year. Will it continue? We'll find out more. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.